Welcome back, everybody. To hello, hello to the cult classic hello. podcast. That's actually pretty. Good. Feels good to be back. We just know that as we're recording now, the coronavirus is very real. Granted, this will be this will be a few know. weeks from now, but at least sports are on. We're not getting our opening days. We're, we're not. We're not getting that. Yeah, this actually works out for the podcast better. We're not getting we'll March Madness. We're not getting a lot of things anymore. But we're keeping it in the sports realm this week. We're also getting you ready for the spring season and baseball. If it ever comes back. That is true. So to keep up with the sports theme, we are doing the 2001 film, 61. 61. Now coming to the plate, Roger Maris. Uh, so quick synopsis for this one. It's real life. It's based on true events. It's the home run race in 61, 1961, 461 home runs to beat the record from Babe Ruth. Bush Leaguer! Bush Leaguer! Uh, starring Barry Pepper as Roger Maris. Folks, Leave me alone. This is my home. And starring Thomas Jane as Mickey Mantle. It's not my problem. This is a movie that discreetly tells the story of what it's like to be the beat writer for a professional sports team and the ins and outs of working in an everyday column. Directed by Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. You know, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Maybe some records aren't meant to be broken. The question is, is this a cult classic? No. Probably not. Well, maybe. I don't know. This isn't a oh. widely known movie, but I would, but I like it a lot. We try to have some sort of like seasonal, yeah, we're, seasonal schedule here. This should be where we're opening day yeah. for, for baseball, but unfortunately, over the past couple of weeks here, it's opening day in your hearts, but maybe not in real life. We are trying to bridge a little bit more into. Uh, maybe kind of forgotten or underrated films for us. And may, and also you guys, make sure when you're writing in, don't just write in cult classics. Give us a little bit of uh, underrated or forgotten movies yeah. too. But for the Jones family, this kind of was a hit in our house. I, our sisters, I believe Amanda kind of brought it in somehow. It's definitely an overlooked um, gem that I, that I, that I think is a gem. So it's not a cult classic just because I don't think a lot of people have seen it. And I know that that sounds like the classic part of cult classic. But it's just, I don't think, revered enough. I don't think there's a following. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's not a cult classic, but it is an underrated gem. If you're a Yankees fan, this is probably just like your I don't even know. Your gem. I, I would hope so. I don't I don't know if there is a demographic over there. What's nice, though, if you're listening... Barry Pepper fans and Thomas Jane, if you're really just into those two Yankees. actors. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be great for the Yankees, but like, are Yankees fans going to just watch old baseball movies, you think? No, but if it's about the Yankees... Then they like, might. Why wouldn't you just... If, if I was a Cubs fan and there's an old movie about... Yeah, this was a Cubs... Ernie Banks, that'd be amazing. That'd be awesome, actually. There's there's not your typical movie um, nerdum cult classic, I guess, with this one more. If anything, no. it might be, uh, again, more demographic how sometimes we have like, oh, it's a music film. Music people I might think, like it. So it might be like a sports thing. Just, but yeah. I think the main reason that not a lot of people know about this is it came out in 2001, but it was just on HBO. And, it was never a theatrical not, release. It didn't have a theatrical release. So it's just like people that subscribe to HBO. If you Even had, though if you have HBO now, you can still watch it. True. It's, it's on also, demand. It's free right now, so you should check that out. But if you didn't have premium TV at the time, I mean, you just didn't have access to it. But I bet if you were just somebody flipping through like HBO's catalog, and you're like, oh, a Billy Crystal directed movie from 2001 made on HBO? Pass. Yeah. But... Don't let that don't let that it's don't good. let that hold you back. It's good. So no, it's not a cult classic, but underrated gem, seasonal movie. 
We're, we're talking 61. We're talking 61. Started out with you have we have Barry Pepper, uh, he plays Roger Maris. Uh, you would know him from Saving Private Ryan. He's the sniper. That's the only thing that's really popping off right now that I can think of. Other than that, this time. Uh, True Grit. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, his yeah. more recent one. That yeah, was that's nice the more scene. recent one, I guess. Yeah, he really. I mean, he's been in a lot of movies, but the he, remake. He's usually he's not usually the lead. He's usually more in an ensemble kind of group cast. I would say he's a good actor. I liked him in this. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot. I, I like him a lot in different things. I like him in uh, Saving Private oh, Ryan. Uh, Oh, shit. Duh. He's, uh, sorry, say yours, because I think The mine's... Green Mile? Oh, shit. Yeah, he's in The Green Mile. He's one of the guards. So he had this nice little stretch between, like, 98 was Saving Private Ryan. There's probably 99 good... was Green Mile. Barry Pepper, he also has a voice in uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Like, oh, really? Yeah. That makes sense, actually. Now that you're thinking about it, I can kind of imagine some of that shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's Barry Pepper, actually, now that you're saying that. Weird. Barry Pepper. Huh. Interesting. Uh, moving on. Thomas Jane plays Mickey Mantle. Uh, other than this movie, Deep Blue Sea, shark movie with uh, with uh, Samuel Samuel Jackson. That's that's a big hit for me. Uh, that's where I know him. He was on HBO uh, Hung, a TV show about a guy with a huge dick. I only remember yeah, him from I've Deep Blue. S- oh, really? Yep. It, was he? He was yeah, the main the, guy in he's Hung. Hung. Yeah, yeah he, he's on the, he HBO. the Hung guy. He's okay. on HBO. Okay. As that. I, I've actually never seen an episode, but it's an HBO original series, so I'm sure it's fine. I believe, and I like Thomas Jane, so I'm sure I it's good. I believe he did... Is that um, kind of like Californication? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the less fun, funny version. Because Californication okay. was what, Showtime? And this is yeah. like the HBO version, essentially, I think. Okay. Okay. He's in uh, The Mist. I know they remade oh. that. He's in the remake of that. And he also did like a, an odd... Like a 2004, The Punisher. Oh, that's true. He's The Punisher, too. Wait, The Mist or The Fog? The Mist. The Smog. The Smog? <laughs> call back to a bad We've joke we made before. a few months ago. <laughs> is it? Is it The Drizzle? Yep, you actually is might it have the said Acid that. Rain. There is a movie called Hard Rain that I remember barely as a kid. Uh, I may have said this before. Did, didn't like growing up, Acid Rain feel like it was going to be oh, more yeah. of a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That was when Quick we had, sand. Well, that yeah. was back when we had a hole in the ozone layer, and now we have. Yeah, that hole, hole is just called uh, global warming. Now they used to just call it the greenhouse effect. Now it's just global warming. <laughs> now it's just an over-encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's still maybe on the docket, but we're dealing with stuff. Uh, but also Thomas Jane, you might know him if you're a big fan of Arrested Development. He's the homeless guy who just wants his kids back in a few episodes, but he's actually just uh, uh, just oh, checking. I don't it. remember that. You know it if you know it. If not, you probably <laughs> if you know. You know. Okay. If not, it's been a while and you've forgotten. So it's fine. I, I guess the reason why these two that both I, I think are are good in some of the movies they do, but because they're not like mainstream leading men in movies, like this is a a, a movie made for television. Yeah, and some of their movies are like B movies. Sure. Or they feel like if you didn't know that you would say that because I like I what? Get, oh no! The first time I saw it, I, I just no. That's one of my I favorite things. I think this movie. holds up as much as yeah. some sports movies. Even you know? like kind of the effects for the time aren't terrible now because they did a lot. They didn't of, age that bad. They did a lot of digital stuff for the stadiums to and do I time have some periods. Comments about that. Sorry, but. I mean, but no, I I think for a TV movie, and I wish I could have found the budget, but I didn't find the budget for the movie. Hmm. I, I'm just wondering what they spent on it. Uh, moving on, we have Anthony Michael Hall. As Whitey Ford. I mean, obviously, he's from the John Hughes camp. You knew him as a small, scrawny redhead. I, I believe this was his first kind of role where he was like, I don't want to say Jack, but he an was like... An adult. Yeah, an adult, essentially. That people are like, oh, shit, he's not that nerdy kid anymore. He may have been in a bunch of stuff around here, but this is like, oh, 
he became Breakfast an adult Club for man. me, I think. Breakfast Club is my biggest. Yeah, I think yeah. so. He's in either Pretty and Pink, all those John Hughes movies, the original Vacation. Oh yeah, the original Vacation. What have you? But uh, you, you, Breakfast you, Club is the biggest for me. You know, I think child that's my him. favorite John. Hughes you know, movie. Child Him. This is one of maybe the first like you know adult hymns that was kind of notable for me at least. I don't know. Uh, Bruce McGill uh, plays Ralph Hulk. Uh, he's the main coach. He's um, the manager of the Yankees. This guy's a character actor. Yeah. But I'll tell you some I like things him in everything he's in. I really like him in. He's in um, The Legend of Bagger Vance. True. He plays Bobby Jones. No, he doesn't play Bobby Jones. Wait, he plays he's Walt- in Le- Okay. He's Walter Hagen. He's like the one that's like chill and likes to drink and like he has. He's just having fun Hogan. with it. Yeah. He's Walter Hogan or Hagen, whatever the, that golfer's name mm-hmm. is. So not Bobby Jones. Not he is Juno. the boxing commissioner in Cinderella Man. That is commission. Um, that's all that's really coming. What do you got? You got he, he can't. I mean, spoiler alert. I don't know that we're full of them. Pretty sure he plays God in the finale of Quantum Leap. Oh, does he? But he's a bartender in it. Check it out. He has such Good a movie. familiar face. I like. I thought I would like look up that he was in more things. Than Here's I did. why though. He's just like a character actor. I do know him strongly, but I don't know a lot of things he's in it though. It might just be from this in Cinderella man to be honest. Like he's got such a I, like I know I know him in other things, but I bet a bunch of it's also T V. Bruce McGill, um a lot of our parents generation and then like fans of the movie, he's um he plays a character in Animal House. Ah, Animal like, House. People will yep. definitely remember him from there. Mustache. He was like maybe the mechanic guy. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I haven't seen that movie in I bet if you saw ages. it, you'd like, oh, there he That's is. his breakout role, and that's what people know him from, I'm pretty okay. sure. But just, then again, just just a jack of all trades, master yeah. of none. Oh, we have Chris Bauer as Bob Bob Sari. Didn't really recognize him from anything. I don't know him from, him from, from anything. Um, Jennifer Crystal Foley. Uh, she played Pat Maris. Uh, Billy Crystal's daughter. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. I, I think she's those, been in like one or she's I, been in a couple. Other I think some of those kids were actually her kids in Crystals as well. I think there, oh, I think there's a little, little bit of that going on in this one. Well, she definitely is oh, Billy Crystal's I guess that daughter, makes sense. but Jennifer Crystal Foley. But I think one of those little, I think the little girl that's like, I know who the best baseball player is. I'm pretty sure that's a Crystal too. I might be making that up though. Just a little Crystals. Uh, Christopher McDonald, uh, he plays Mel Allen, uh, the main broadcaster, the announcer. He, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, he plays uh, Happy uh, Gilmore. He's he's Shooter, Shooter McGavin. Flubber. For some reason, I remember him. In, <laughs> I assume he's a bad guy. I totally forgot he's a Flubber. He's like the ex boy or like the boyfriend, the new boyfriend or something. Uh, yeah. That makes more sense. Just kind of like, hey, I'm kind of annoying, yeah, but not a real threat. Not a huh? bad guy. Huh? He's got stepdad written all over him. Yeah. <laughs> That's his. Then again, I don't remember the plot of Flubber, so he could definitely Dude, be. Dude, no it's crazy guy. how much I think you bring up Flubber. I don't remember it at all. I love Flubber. Other than that yellow robot, but I didn't even remember that until like six months ago when you brought that shit up. If I saw oh, it, he's the fucking uh, he's the voice of uh, the general in uh, the Iron Giant. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. Not the general. He's the this voice. Oh, yeah, he is the general. Like the, the, sorry, the it is. Because Harry Connick the, Jr. The missile strike or something. Because I believe Harry Connick Jr. is the beatnik, no, right? He's like the love interest. Yeah, who is the like the beatnik? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, haven't seen Iron Giant in years, but that movie's like so. It's it's one of those better than animated. It's a real movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next, we have Donald Moffat. He plays Ford Frick. The commissioner of baseball? Yeah. I believe this was his last movie before he died also. Oh, really? I think I read that. I might be making that up too. So I didn't really recognize him from anywhere, but he I, he is in the right stuff. He plays he, he Lyndon lo- B. Johnson. He looks familiar. Oh, I was about to, I was about to say, he's kind of reminded me of Lyndon B. Johnson for some reason. <laughs> he, it might he, be because of that. He's those kind of like stoic roles. 
Yeah, that makes sense. He yeah, he looks familiar. I don't know him from a bunch of things. He's in the thing somewhere. So um, what you're finding with <laughs> what I'm finding with this cast though is just it's a really talented uh, uh, There aren't a lot of leading people. It's a really in talented it. assortment of character actors. Yeah, it's not like an it's an assortment of that, but it's not a lot of like well known leading actors before this. No. So like Donald is that because Moffat's that been it's in a bunch a of TV movie or is that because like Column A, column B. Part of it is fandom of Billy Crystal, which we'll get to later, but he was a huge baseball fan, and specifically this year in those players that he kind of had been thinking about the casting for a while. And number two is prob- probably budget, just TV movie. I think it's budget TV movie. we got to remember back in like the late night. Sometimes I mean, does it make it like a little more believable. Yeah, uh, 100%. 100%. What, like yeah. when they don't... I thought about like maybe, oh man, it'd be fun if Billy Crystal made a cameo in it, but then it would just distract. He does. Yeah, but it where? It's a voice, right? He's, he's stadium. He's background crowd oh, shit. You can't really see him. Oh, and, he's like, oh, that's But he, that's he, he does like four different like voice parts like, too. You don't think that he could have played a reporter or something? And I would have. Ta- it would have taken away a little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, do we, who else do we have on the cast and crew? We got to be close. Um, that, who played Artie? Do we do did that? Did we get those two reporters? Uh, Artie, yeah, we have the, uh, the reporters. Um, Phil Rizzuto uh, was the shorter one, uh, played by Joe Grafasi. I didn't really recognize him from anything. I don't know. Um, Peter he, Jacobson played Artie Green. Like that one a lot. Like that dude, obviously. Um, Michael Newry played Joe DiMaggio. Real short, small. I don't know who that guy is. Great casting. That guy looks yeah, like Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, for sure. Like, like, that guy looked like. Also, like sometimes I feel like these movies like just. That's such a small part. Why wouldn't you get someone that looks like Joe DiMaggio? And they did. There's so many times like. Yeah, that's, and the Sandlot, the, the Babe Ruth guy. To get guy, someone like, who looks like the the actual person yeah. is way more important in these type of movies than just getting like Especially a big name. Especially if you've got four lines. John yeah. Goodman, Babe Ruth. That was one of the worst. It just was Terrible bad. Casting. As much as I oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. in the Babe. Yeah, I don't get it. That was a real movie. That went to theaters. But the one that gets me is um, Sandlot. The guy they get to the Babe, who oh. I do like that we actor. We like the character, but we don't like him as the Babe. He just doesn't look anything looks like Babe Ruth. We all know what Babe Ruth looks like, you know? Yeah. Why are you doing That's this? That's the one I'm thinking of. Like, get someone that looks like Babe Ruth. In fact, the person that plays Babe Ruth's wife in this movie looks more like Babe Ruth than that guy. <laughs> I don't know what Babe Ruth's wife looked like, but if they were trying to get a female Babe Ruth, That's they the babe fucking found it. In some rouge. We have a sneaky uh, Charles Easton. Maybe this name will help you out. Chip from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah. He plays he's, one of Roger Maris's kids. Yeah. He's a Maris kid. Oh, Funny enough, I meant to write really? that down. I didn't. I, like, I knew that right away. Oh, I knew immediately. Did you guys do immediately? Yeah, yeah I knew immediately. It was his prime of uh, Whose like, Line. It just I, looked I like remember him. at the time being like, looked like him. I remember at the time being like, that's oh, shit, Chip. that's Chip when, when I saw it the first time. And then again, when you see him, it's like, oh, that's Chip. Exactly how I remember seeing in Chip like, on Whose Line. Like he's not in there all Here's the time, the but oh, yeah. when he is, it's like he's acceptable the backup. He's we'll the take him The he's only there. regulars are really call, calling him Ryan. Um, the uh, guy with the burns got there eventually. Oh, Brad Sherwood. Brad, I'd say Brad got Newton. Or no, um, you always get Greg Proops too, though. Greg he, Proops. Yeah, Greg Proops. That's your four, I think. But I, but I oh, wouldn't Wayne call Brady. Yeah, by the end, oh, Wayne, yeah. by the end, Wayne Brady. So you always for had sure. a four man. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Chip was kind of the other Wayne Brady because he could sing. So he would. So it was kind of one of those two would be on, and then if then they weren't on, Brad Sherwood would come in at the end because he could sing. Yeah, those three. <laughs> that was it. But that's the cast and crew, <laughs> and that's who's line. Uh, okay, I say this every time, but once I really mean it I this love time. I score. I do like this score. Enough it's so the that best score. Mark, Mark can back me up on this hold one. Hold on, hold on. Whenever we get drunk and when we start throwing... The score is all right. 
There's oh. a there's a, a couple motifs though. Oh man, I would say go back and watch the movie, man. There's good what stuff throughout the whole. There's good stuff throughout all of it. Okay, here's what I will say though. Listen to this. I've you. you I the get, score is great. Well, Let no, no, not that. even that. Not even that. Look, when we get drunk and we're throwing scores back at each other, this one's always in the mix that I throw at it you. It is, yeah. For so sure. I will say it's up there with my favorite uh, ones with John Williams and this. Yeah. Like I can't even remember. Just this is. You want maybe to do doesn't it right need now? to. <laughs> Okay, 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 I remember now. Okay, it's pretty good. He got a violin recently. He's trying to learn that. In retrospect, I obviously like this movie. My favorite aspect is the casting they did. They did such a good job. I had that down too. So many times movies that are made for like, you know, an HBO movie, especially back in the day. Just like didn't put the attention to detail into the cast, mm-hmm. and this one is really good. The the look of, I would have never thought of um, Thomas Jane ever for Mickey Mantle. No, I know he what he may have some similar looks, but based off of what I've seen him in I other was, movies, this was kind of my introduction to him. Though I don't think he was really known before this, so I don't think he's known that much after it. True enough. I know. was kind of like a today years old when I realized it was an HBO movie, not just like oh yeah. An actual and th- production I think that's company. what's impressive. Well, like a bigger Yo, that that, that is like another kind of like about it. Like it does have a high quality for like in like granted it's HBO, but at the time like HBO AMC weren't quite producing this type of like. Well, they were no. not not to, not to this caliber. I would say this is a high, higher caliber production. This is production. before like Banner well, they, Brothers. Maybe they're producing like less, that. so everything that they put out. I think it, to... I think it also helps. It's Billy Crystal writing, directing, like coming at this project. Now, it's, a, it, it's, sure. it's a passion project of his. I so. don't know if they made the movie and sold it to HBO or if HBO funded it. You know That's what I mean? true. He could have just made the movie and it just Himself ended up and then... selling to HBO. But I actually think the way HBO like packaged it. Is like it was made to play only on HBO. I huh. also think so. Okay. So I mean, but to your point, I think the the so maybe that's why a lot of people good. haven't seen it though. I think well, that's a hundred percent. It was they, even now, like it's not always on the HBO catalog. Oh, like sometimes weird. it disappears for stretches. So like it, it's on right now. So catch it while you can if it's you've never seen it. Great costume and set design for the, this type of movie. I like, said costuming too. There's so many times again with sports movies they just biff on like a uniform from the 60s and they didn't do it here well like so good. this is like a throwaway on cleats down to like yeah the, the dirt the well like. this is like a throwaway on verified but like even to the detail that like they wanted the exact color of green for the yankee stadium and billy crystal happens to have a bench of old yankee seats but it had been painted over years ago but they happened to find one tiny little patch of green under like all the paint when they started going away that was the original yankee green so like then they redid all the digital and shit to make sure it matched that color of green i'm gonna throw this out here but i think this is my favorite baseball movie it's not my favorite baseball movie i think it's mine it's very good what is yours a league of their own oh yeah i kind of forgot about that Really? That's a good no, one. No, I don't know. You I put me on the spot. Well, we, that is go, a baseball go back, movie. Go that's, back like great baseball. Baseball. that's not like... I mean, you, would you say... Ooh, actually, is it uh, Field of Dreams? Field of Dreams, I like. I that's almost most, That's almost not even a baseball movie in a way. It plays as... And I and I know it is because I've heard Billy Crystal talk about it, but it plays like a passion of love for the game, the experience, the player. Like the way you are... Um, you idolize... Or the way you put baseball players and like athletes, you idolize them as a kid. That's the way you kind of paint a picture. But then... And there's a lot of baseball scenes. It doesn't... 
yeah. like leave you wish well, that's wishing part, that there yeah. was more baseball. Well, because he was such a fan of the time, that really comes across that he's trying to he's almost depicting like him watching the game kind of to us is how it feels. And it helps that like more story, another yeah. throwaway on verified, but he befriended Mickey Mantle later in life. So like he has a lot more anecdotal store anecdotal stories and like just truths and behind the scenes shit that are just like one on one that really helped fill this out with just a believable, I mean, reality and just like the story. I think true to any sports movie and specifically like historical and based on real events, he brought a light to the home run race that you wouldn't see, like the stress it puts on the players Mm -hmm. and like what the press does to you. And like he told that story and it was unique because you could just make this like a fluffy movie and this isn't completely fluff. It's obviously got some sheen to it, but they show the darker side of this home run race and what it did to Roger Maris and, they showed that Mickey Mantle's, you know, also the darker drunk, side of that. What did you think about the length of it? Just kind of going off. It that, does like, get a little bit long. It does feel a little I, long in the middle. But you kind of have to tell the whole story, yeah. right? I did, I didn't mind it being over two hours. But they needed to get the dark to like make the end worth it. Otherwise, it would have just been like two montages in the end. You know, it would have been like. Well, two then like, Ooh, you know what? I'll throw that in. They have some good montages. Love a good montage. That's all. Um, those are the main things. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the inserts of the actual like Mark McGuire footages. Oh yeah. Oh well, uh, that, I love how that aged because well, yeah. also it it, that comments. hit way that Joe Buck. Yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. Well, also like that actually hit a little harder at the time because so like you're, it was you're the, in the hate Joe Buck. Me too. Yeah. But like you like him, he's fine there. He's a national guy, but I just like how people dislike him, <laughs> and he knows it. And it's like yeah, I'm on the bandwagon. Uh, there's this like YouTube thing where Joe Buck is walking around New York and you just hear people be like, fuck you, Joe Buck, like all <laughs> over the place. Oh, my God. I mean, th- th- that also kind of hit harder He's at the fun. time because uh, obviously, nice obviously this like home run race movie was also being made because it was riding off the wave of like the uh, the Mark McGuire Sosa home run race. So that footage at the time is kind of like, oh, nice. It's I actually relevant. think, yeah, that's one of the fun things now that I mean, like 20 years later, whatever it is now, 19 years later, that that is age so weird. Like the the home run race between the two. We were kids then. But you're like, oh, there's controversy behind that now. We'll get into it. That'll be a movie later. <laughs> I don't know that for a fact, but should <laughs> Could be. Let's move on to questions. Comments. Animosities. I love a good old school baseball hat that just has like a, a green, green underbill. Under, green mm. underbill is a shit. I'll even say just all the hats. This is also it's the '60s, so it's just the time where you have to kind of wear. I don't wear know why set. we did that, but that it's such a it's a classic, it's a classic, look. classic look. The reporter hats, all those too, with like the little ticket in the top. I love the look of all the hats. I don't know what all the, the tickets wardrobe. for just a reminder. It's not. It's a, it's a report. It's like a press. I've seen the Mad Hatter. I have, yeah, but his is more like. Right? He's, oh, yeah, for sure. He he, uh, he 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 looks at his and he's like, eat shit, and he just like puts it back. Uh, no, like, press at the uh, press at the time had uh, press, okay, press press badges. Uh, they would just put in the little bills of their hat so they could walk around. <laughs> There's one animosity at the end of the movie. I have. It's so nitpicky, but I'll just say it now while we're talking about the press. Roger Maris is like last home run. He has a, I believe, a photographer, like just to the right of the umpire standing behind the catcher. I'm like, is there a photographer that close to you? That, that seemed like an error to me. 
I mean, maybe at the time. Hey, wait, w- w- at which part? Sorry. I think it's like the last home run. Like, there's a photographer oh. right, oh, right there. Oh, right there, like, yeah. Maybe. Way too close. Maybe it was like that back in the day. I don't I mean, know. probably because they, 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 they knew though. it was going to be a record-breaking hit. They wanted a good shot, and cameras suck. They and probably at that were. point, they probably didn't know better. No one had gotten hit there before. Or they had, but it's the 60s, somebody, and they just so, didn't give so, a shit. Yeah. Somebody learned so, the hard way. Put the intern Someone's there. just shaking in their boots just taking that okay. picture. I have an animosity. I get that they're setting up like preposition and shit at the beginning of the movie to kind of get us into the story. So a lot of the reporters are just being like, here's what's happening stuff, blah, blah, blah. But at one point, Artie's just like talking straight. I think it's Artie. I can't remember, but like just talking straight shit in front of him in the batting cage. I'm like, you're right there. They can hear everything you're saying. Like, I know we're setting up that how you feel about them and stuff, but. Oh, yeah. I felt at the beginning he was being kind of more dogging him than anything. Like, come on, like. There's you're, like you're clearly better than your. your like. there, there's like one point where they're like just the reports are talking to each other while oh. while it might be while Mickey's ba- batting, but they're just essentially like ah oh, he fucks around too much. He's never gonna do it, but like with oh, yeah, an earshot, that's, that's with is, an yeah. earshot, like maybe step back. That's all. Just a little annoyance. Oh. Uh, question: Could you handle any sort of celebrity pressure like this? Maybe not to this caliber, obviously, but I think how- I'd be a little closer to Mickey Mantle than uh, Roger Maris about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> crashing cars and boozing up and. And had, I don't know. Had the Yankees made the either the series or the playoffs the year before? I think I think they won it. So why like why are the fans even caring about any of like these like kind of snarky? I columns? think the two worst fan bases in the world are Philadelphia, and New York. <laughs> like they expect too much in their assholes. I mean, I think Philadelphia is notoriously like the worst. Uh, you, in sports in general. <laughs> yeah, like they'll boo if you go on like a three game slump. Or something like that. They're just assholes. The Phillies or just like like the Eagles? Philadelphia. Like, I hear like everything. Oh, just any sport. Yeah, uh, the Eagles, I think notoriously, like there was a Santa. Somebody dressed up as Santa. And they threw like batteries at him. batteries at him or something. I don't know. Oh my gosh, throwing D batteries at him? I think all batteries, except car batteries, I don't think. And actually, think battery throwing is a thing there, I'm pretty sure. I would say out of the big major cities being like... I'm taking out L.A. because people don't seem as passionate about sports there. But Chicago, Boston, and Philly, like, Chicago's by far the most mild. Like, you get ridiculed here as a fan base, but the Boobirds don't come out so so quickly in sports. No. And they should. We're pretty good. Jay Cutler. Yeah. Should have been booing him forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, those tour buses uh, that they're going on for the road, their toilets there, what do I, what do, I do if I have to pee? Especially because it seems like we're casually drinking a lot. Like, if I get on that bus off yeah, the bar... Yeah, they're making constant stops on the side of the road. Or are they? Or are they just, like, weird roughing it and peeing in the back somewhere? You guys, I think they I think they had yeah, a bucket or a be. hole. But I also think we've all seen Mad Men. People piss themselves a lot more because they got wasted. <laughs> like, oh, no, piss myself. Why couldn't you just have, like, a hole in the back of a bus and just, like, I think they did that? back in the day. Like, I think they just, like, drilled a hole big enough to piss in. Or they had a bucket or something. Could you shit out of that hole? You think? Yeah. I mean, Mickey Mantle could. You, you I, and Do Bob anything, Mark, you try hard enough. Yeah, I don't know when um I don't know when the bathroom in a in a bus came, but ask yourself, you would have pissed in a hole. Oh yeah, yeah. You what pee. sucks is when like you're in the parking lot, and you bump. No, all just you can't move, and then there's just like a pile of shit and piss. Like when you like pull away. <laughs> no. Oh my god, you're following the bus. You're driving behind the bus. God oh my god, god. there's just shit coming out of the back of that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um. <sighs> Do you know what would also suck too? Like now we have the benefit of like Gatorade bottles and things with caps, but like back then, like oh, I have a glass bottle that I can't yeah. seal now, so what? toss it out the window, and just shatter a Buick behind <laughs> oh, you. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, hey, assholes! <laughs> clearly says Yankees on the back. That's why the fans are so mad all the time. 
<laughs> yeah. Just destroying the streets. I actually think the the Yankees and fans back in the day were so mad. One, because rampant racism, but take that out sure. of it. Um, and then outside of that, it's because you had to wear coll- collared shirts and wool pants in the summer. Uh-huh. It's because they couldn't wear shirts and a breathable cotton. That's going to make anybody pissed. With weird sleeves, right? Almost like a... Qu- three-quarter length. Well, it's short, but it's long. No, oh, the, no, I'm the, talking about the fans. Oh, the fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the baseball players are screwed. They've got, like, the worst cleats. <laughs> they're, they're real wool uniforms. I, uh-huh. I can't believe they could do anything. <laughs> Beautiful green under the hat, though. Beautiful green. I do have one hat, the J hat, that felt J hat, like wool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it's seen got the that. green underneath mm. it. I like nice. it. Um, who doesn't miss a time period where you could smoke cigarettes and drink right after the game in the clubhouse? In fact, it was like your thirst quencher. It's like, here. We're back, baby. It's called the XFL. Oh, are they drink? Do they get a drink alcohol yeah, right after? Uh, oh, you like chucking like baby. Bud Light seltzers. The only costuming that did bother me was the hats under the helmets. Oh yeah, that I don't they think did they back in the day. Hats under the helmets. They're batting They're, helmets. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. They weren't doing it at the time. They I don't know what they did. I can't. We remember. don't do it anymore. Like the helmets are just kind of. Like oh, okay, cool that's what you're saying. I thought I thought it was in an helmets may have been thing, relatively no, I, new. That's back probably then. accurate as fuck. I'm just it's saying. Like, looks based. I, gotcha, gotcha. I just didn't like that look back in the day. I do okay. think it was accurate though that they didn't have like ear things yet. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I'm sure it was all accurate. I just didn't like that look. I'm trying to think. I think in little league I wore a hat under the baseball helmet. Might have been more of a lice thing. I can't remember. Much like Artie. I didn't have my own. That's, pl- that's the lice Never played. Thing. Not really. Oh, I know. It's weird. You played Little League, right, Mark? Yeah. Pizza Red team. Blood American. Fucking Subway team. Pizza team. I don't know my sponsors. Oh, you had corporate sponsors. Town yeah. sponsors. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Duncan had, like, team. had Smitty's Auto and Repair or something, or like Glenn's Auto <laughs> Repair. Glenn's Junkyard. <laughs> I want a team. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're willing to sponsor, they'll... I got a question for you. He gets put on relaxation pills. I wonder how groovy 60s relaxation pills were and how strong... Or he was probably just like a zombie and a morphine Yeah, it's a horse drink. I think it's just like strong opiates. (laughs) Like fucking like cocaine and opiates. But I know... I think the the shot that um, Mickey Mantle takes in his hip, I think it's that... Was it supposed to be one of those Energizer like that the... Dr. Love gave you? Was I that what so. they were giving I, him? I, I think so. Like, like, what was it? It was like way uppers, like you'd be fucking like energetic for like less four of days. A, less of a cure to illness and stuff. It's more like the, the celebrities were just getting, I forget, it's something specific. There were people I think it's like the Dr. Like Love. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of uppers oh, going around. Wow. There were a lot of uppers going around for like celebrities just to keep your energy perky and you're not sick, you're fine. You're just, so it wasn't steroids? No, I think it was just like speed yeah essentially oh, like, like liquid like, speed like, dru- like yeah maybe i don't know about this instance in particular it might have been some other bullshit but like that was i mean big at the time of just drugging your celebrities and stars to keep them going i mean um you, you know in the outfield they have those three like pillars it's got like ruth probably garrick and somebody else yeah right dimaggio isn't that a huge hazard yeah what's look like fucking is that brick. really there I don't know. I I, I I thought that was kind of like a weird. I think it'd like, be weird just to add, right? I thought it was a weird kind of. Um, it's in center field. By the warning transition track. of reality to like the what, storytelling. What, was it there always, or was that just like opening day though? Because they definitely. No, I assume that they were. I my guess is, is that, that they have Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think they're there now, but this is. like Well, no, the they definitely. They, but, not, but like uh, in the rest of the movie, I'm not sure <laughs> if it is there. If that's just like. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that was just an opening that's day. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's, oh, the, well, that's the only time I can really remember them being in the shot that would make more sense the then but i 100 agree with you because i saw them like what the fuck are we killing we these guys okay sure. question can we talk about the age of these guys well number one 
was it the just, actors? Well, was one one in just real life? Was it just the time? Because I looked up some of the pictures and were baseball players just older? Number one casting? Did we follow that or uh, it doesn't just seem like baseball players are much younger now? No, I think this is the I thing. Know. I think they're the same age, but I think people just lived harder lives because one, we nowadays we take care of ourselves with like eating better. Not all of us, but as a society, people don't smoke as much. People don't drink as hard, drink as mu- as heavily. But like life was harder back then, you know. Okay. They didn't have smartphones. You just aged more. Uh, what was his age though? Because um, it be because I would almost say that maybe they all just like either went to the war, did college. That's true. That's also true. They came back and maybe they're like twenty five when they started in the, you know, MLB. Well, because it even seems like uh, Thomas Jane looks to me a little younger than what Mickey Mantle looked like at the time. Barry Pepper maybe looks about the same, a little older than, than a little older, I'd say, than uh, Mickey, than Roger Maris. But even like Yogi Berra in like in like Whitey in the movie look old as fuck. Or like Bob, yeah, they look older. So in the '61 season, Roger Maris was 33, so he's my age now. Okay, so that yeah. that looks about right for the casting and like what I've seen. So and that and I looks, bet that, that I bet that right. he's probably I'm more curious, in his 30s. I'm more curious about Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, and Bob or Yogi or Yogi. Sorry, sorry. I want to know those two in particular. He was he was 27. Okay, he wasn't 30 when he broke the record. When he broke the record in '61, he was 27. So he was drafted in 1957. That makes sense actually. by the Indians. So that's three. So he's like four years in, made it to the, the, the league. Probably was 24. Played a little bit in the minor leagues. Okay, so that's about right. Now, quickly find me before we get off this subject. Find me Yogi Bear though. Might have just said Yogi Bear there instead of adding the uh, the end of that one. <laughs> Yogi Bear. I mean Yogi Bear. He I don't know what year this is. And I'm, but he looks old as shit in this picture. Yeah, he was born in 1925 though. So he was like 10 years older than Roger Maris. So I, I assume this, I think if I recall this might. Late 30s, early 40s? That we're like thinking? 40 years old? This might have been like as close as last I mean, season. how long do baseball players kind of stay in the league now? I mean, if you have like an all-time great career, you can yeah. play for 20 years. Okay. If you're but not like, like a not pitcher or something, you're like a, a really demanding position. You're going to blow out your arm and shit? Yeah, like if you, like Rizzo could probably like play till he's like 40 years old. Yeah. And he probably will unless he has like first baseman he's a just crazy catching. amount of injuries, you know. As long catching as he can hit and yeah, like someone like him can. Yogi Bear was a catcher though. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for finding all this for me. Throw away animosity I have. Uh, just fuck Artie. Fuck Artie. Uh, that's all. Yeah, Artie's the worst. He's a flip flopper. Who do you hate more though, Artie or White Babe Ruth's guy. wife or and the, or the commissioner? And the commissioner be like, why does anybody care that they're breaking a record? That's my biggest animosity. If it's true to the the plot of the movie, who gives a shit? It's a do you want to do you want to hear? Do you want to hear something to make you feel a little better? Now that's yeah. I but, would get why she'd be not. I don't get like maybe like publicly salty, but yeah, like, yeah. That's what I guess I should yeah, say. Something She's, to on verify just to make you feel a little better about those people in real life. Uh, the baby's wife did go to the last game where, home, where Roger Maris hit his home run, and Roger uh, leaned in because they didn't have as much of a contentious relationship and he leaned yeah. in to say don't worry the babe's always going to be the favorite yankee player of all time kind of thing well, and number two the commissioner was actually kind of pissed obviously he's way dead by this time but like for other people he said i never introduced the idea of the asterisk that wasn't my idea he's like i honestly thought we we thought that the record was going to go back to like the 150 some season so we thought these were all going to get like uh just conglomerated in anyway so he's like we didn't i didn't mention that it wasn't my idea didn't think there'd yeah, ever be the, an asterisk uh, the only reason he wanted an asterisk it's it was only the american league wasn't even the national league he's like it's an american league asterisk 
because they had like the X amount many games had like ten more games. Yeah. But it's only because they added like six expansion teams. Right. But the National League was still playing like the 155 normal babe season. Well, that's the funny thing is because Maris had a, a shit first 10 games, didn't hit any home runs. And then. So he, he kind of actually did 60, it in the yeah, allotted time. I mean, it's kind of bullshit saying it like that, but like his first 10 games were kind of a wash. And then, <laughs> I mean. He technically broke. So, the like, record. he really did break it. Like, he since he started so slow, yeah. All the home runs he hit were primarily in the amount yeah, of time. Yeah, but I mean, you have you have ten more games. It's kind of well, yeah. It's I just guess a you funny, could, It's a f- ironic thing, is really uh, comment almost a favorite aspect. These commentators sum up baseball commentary a hundred percent. I'm not going to waste them because some of these are my favorite quotes, and I, I wrote I mean, them down. I, I know the best line, but like the, all the just different <laughs> stories he's telling, where like he's getting interrupted, like not right now, we're about to pitch, just things like that. Where like like the three layer lasagna, just like baseball. He must have had like seven layers, and yeah, I was like, <laughs> baseball commentary has so much time to fill and just bullshit that you always hear them talking about nonsense. Okay, but what I think this movie did, so. Every baseball movie has, especially the kids one we have, the the commentator for the radio or the TV broadcast, they're always making jokes because they have so much time, right? Right, right. But what I think these guys do, it's not just outlandish jokes. Like, their their uh, banter is what you would hear during a baseball yeah, game. Yeah, it's super It's like realistic, yeah. dumb shit talk. Like, I went out last night and I had the biggest yeah, steak I've <laughs> ever seen. Like, it's that's, funny because that's it's what you hear in the broadcast. They did it much more realistically than like a rookie of the year. I would even wonder. Like, it's like kind of quite. Uh, we're Gibson? <laughs> to, the, to, yeah. to the point where I wonder. It's a quieter talk, like a canter. Uh, and, like, almost and like a golf, a golf. Almost uh, to the point broadcast. where I wonder if Billy Crystal remembered some of his favorites from his announcers at the time and just like threw some like uh, I don't know. Also to the there. point they captured where they they're both talking but not to each other. Oh, what do you get a bone, <laughs> bone, bone in bonus? Uh, I like butterfly, and I mean I've been to Chicago like four times, you know. Like, oh, <laughs> and there wait, he we goes. Got a, we got a home run <laughs> He's now. around the bend. <laughs> we'll get back to you later, Greg. But right now we got a doctor. Uh, a little bit of mustard on that, please, if you could. <laughs> I am surprised out of all the sports, all the commentary, the baseball like broadcasters don't get fired more because there's so much time to fill <laughs> so to say the wrong thing. So <laughs> I just can't believe it doesn't happen more. Maybe it's because just nobody pays attention. Like the home team commentator. That's a tough job. It's a lot of hours. Call a, game. a lot of time. Not a lot of action in a lot of games. That's seven hours to fuck up. Yeah. And then they got pregame and postgame and call-ins. Whew. It's a lot of Didn't time. Didn't think about the Collins. That's a lot of time. Outside of like the salary you make, might have been the best time to be like a sports hero or a baseball player, because you probably made way more than like the average person. But like back then, you couldn't like there were no smartphones. Well, just you the, could booze, you could smoke, athlete you could aside, do anything you any want. Any celebrity before all, before paparazzi is just you're, you're anonymous. It's great. Like the old Hollywood stars, kind of a little less because you're it's weird contracts you're signed to. You're kind of at the whim of the studio, and you're getting pumped full of amphetamines. But <laughs> I was well. It's probably it's obviously way better to be an athlete now because they make such an absorbent. Amount Actually, of money. I'm like, going back to your point. I would amount I would agree with what you're starting to say. It might be better. I think it is the best time to just be an athlete because you are the celebrity status yeah. and with less of the attention. Like earlier in the uh, in the league, you're. Just, I think you're the first had an okay time. You're yeah. one of the first pro players. Like at the same time, I bet that kind of sucked pay wise and shit. Any okay, but him. But at the same time, there was no real like standard of like how good you have to be. These guys probably, yeah, he fucking clocked 60 home runs, but he's farm big. But like he was the pitcher who was pitching to him was a, he was just ass. Yeah, that's true. 
Like the level of competition. Like that's why you saw five foot two Yogi Bear play for twenty years. Because yeah. like the ath- athletes now are just he unreal, had an not human beings anymore. Like they are so big and so strong and so fast. It's it's unbelievable. Like six foot eight people running like as fast as like a running back. It's crazy. It's crazy. It wasn't like that back in the day. Back in the day, you could smoke a cigarette at second. <laughs> hey, Blue, you got a light? <laughs> yeah, I got a light. What do you think I am, a fucking amateur? Then they're going to pull hey, light those. Light me up, too. <laughs> then it's going to be a big, cool, personalized lighter at that. Instead of these plain big businesses we got over here. This was the 60s. Hey, but you better sell, You better calm down. Let me get you a Schlitz. You look like you've had a... Like, take it easy. Time, time, time. <laughs> time. Get him a Schlitz. He looks, he looks parched. Ugh. <laughs> So Mickey Mantle is one of those, like, obviously he was a heavy drinker that I think that he could have been, like, and I think he's, like, top ten, like, people regard him very highly. But if he would have, like, just not been Taking a care of himself, dead alcoholic, like, he may have been one of the, you know, the best ever. Question. Why in the, I can get why they're black, but why in the fuck are Roger Maris's eggs blue? Why is that a color? I actually there? don't get why they're black. So that, I, don't, they're, I thought that they were like a dark green. Like, what? what is that? I don't know what gave them its color. They're I just get that, it, okay. Is it just they're that burnt? So, or like... The, let, has bacon in it. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Maybe no. bacon grease. Well, that's bacon I'm like thinking that? it starts bacon grease, but he burns the bacon <laughs> grease until it's a dark brown. Then you cook the eggs in that. And then you burn the eggs too. Yeah, they they look green to me and black. I saw black and blue. That's Roger's special eggs. Oh, you don't like them? Oh, they're oh, shit. Tastes like shit. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. The only Bob way, the only thing straight. special about those are it's a cleanse. It's like the power milk or whatever from fucking no. uh, Sunny. They're Diarrhea just, is not fight a milk. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's just a greasy egg pan that you're just gonna have the shits and then. I mean, you're already drinking a bunch so who and coming gets the in hangover. Just Rogers just eating all the bacon and then like, eh, I made some other eggs. I don't know what I don't he's think doing. it ever comes out. I think you cook the bacon, never take the bacon out, pour in the eggs, and start oh, scrambling. He's We're talking Roger's bacon? special eggs. There is one time I saw Bob eating them when nobody else was eating them. Does that mean that Roger had to make him that, or they uh, were uh, saved? Could you make, oh, yeah. could you you make your eggs. special eggs for me, Rog? This is in the 1960s. Bob, you don't come back from a fucking knee surgery. Back oh, no. This day. this was probably this his last done. season. Yeah. He was only 32. Looked like he was 45. <laughs> Ugh. I do like Bob's dynamic. He's a he's was he, is, Bob's real, right? Yeah, he's I, I, I can't imagine he's that they'd be. bring. Sorry, up. Yeah. this is a Billy Crystal passion project. It's I just real. don't know why you would make up a player. You know what? The Comic end uh, reminded me when they were both in the <laughs> hotel room watching the game. Kind of reminded me of the oh, uh, remember the Titans? Remember the Titans, remember the Titans scene? Yeah. yeah. Don't come in here. Don't come. Yeah. Exactly. That's fabricated. Barry Bertier played in the game. <laughs> Was it injured till after the season? Don't get me started on the it. Like okay. this one. Don't get, Don't get him started. Don't get him started. Um, Do, what was the last thing that you think kind of in baseball carried this much hype behind it? Honestly, the world. It could be the Cubs World Series run. I mean, no, at least locally. For, what do you, locally what do you mean? For, this is, there's so many things. Not even so much the home run, but they captured that much like attention. It was <laughs> such like it probably had to have been the McGuire. I really run. think it was the that. McGuire that was the Sosa. last thing. Yeah, that was a huge thing. Like like. National, a national, national attention, nationwide pandemonium. I okay, also maybe think that maybe the last few seasons where baseball was like the greatest a national game sport, like, where people all watched and talked. We kind of trusted it. We didn't know there was doping going involved. Like, yeah, we, I we mean, were ignorant to all that type. Okay, of shit. let me open it up then. In sports in general, the getting off baseball is there anything else that's like captured the attention that much after? I mean, maybe I would argue like the miracle, like eighties fucking hockey. Oh, before that, for sure. Yeah, well, you're right. That the, comes before the that. Miracle of hockey was way bigger than this. You you okay? 
Anything? What else would you well, put like, in? Like, I, other, I'm just essentially trying to now uh, formulate a list of it, sports moments to to fill it in the now. Though national grabbers that were just huge. Nowadays, there's this such is actually a, a good uh, maybe Mount Rushmore that we should save. That's, that's true. Maybe, true. I didn't even think about that. I, I'd say the, the what's sad is and what's 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 disappearing is collectively, like as a nation, you don't have to watch the same thing anymore. Because you have so many options. You That's could true. stream every movie ever made. You could listen to 20 million years of podcasts. You could, you know, like people don't revere sports as much because outside of the coronavirus and everything getting canceled, there's Our always something else is tomorrow. Very small. There's also yeah, just more. It's completely small. You have American Ninja Warrior and other just also well, things about like this, that going like, on that aren't exactly sports. More sports have come up. There's extreme sports. I don't know if it's going to get canceled. It seems like the Olympics may not happen. It's this probably going to get canceled. But don't you think because of the the 24 hour coverage like the Olympics, like when you used to have like 10 channels when we were a kid, mm-hmm. like everybody watched the Olympics on primetime when it was on. Now it's like, you know, you catch it on your like Snapchat. You catch the highlights. Catch There's the highlights. a rumor that there might not even be an Olympics. Yeah. There might not even be Olympics. I feel really bad for the people athletes who, last year in their whole yeah. life. Oh my God. Yeah. Like not all the years. athletes do, but some of them are like, this is the, like a gymnast. Uh, I want to talk about Anthony Michael Hall's character. Sure. Plays Whitey Ford, the pitcher, legendary pitcher. We'll go into some unverified about his role. Um, surprised to see him as a thick adult man. <laughs> but yeah. the way they depicted his character, did you think he had a thing for Mickey? Uh, a love thing for Mickey? No, he I was just that. looking out. Come on. I think he was looking. It definitely comes across a little looking. like that. I think he was, he was peeking. Out. I think he was looking. I'll agree. He was definitely taking a peek, sir. Oh, you guys get out of here. I'll, get, I'll give him a shower. We'll get him cleaned up. You sure, Whitey? Nice. We can definitely all help together. In no, the... no, 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 no. He he, he likes the way I do. He's, he's going to like it. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. I'll get him showered. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know, I know where his stuff is. Okay, oh, Mick, look at you. You're I know nice. where all his stuff is. You ain't going to remember a thing tonight. That's just, I'm just saying the way he played it was a little more than, I think there was a little beneath the surface. I'm not going to disagree. I won't. I don't think they're supposed to be. I, think I don't there's think there's a- anything supposed to. I think it's Anthony Michael. That's what Hall you. Took that's what you picked up on. I definitely picked up on some of okay. those wavelengths. And Mickey was just fall out drunk, not know what's going on. You know, he probably had STDs all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. You'd imagine. So it's an unverified about Thomas Jane that he didn't know how to play baseball. Mm-hmm. I thought his swing was a little suspect. Didn't look like the best baseball swing, but other than that, I thought everything else was okay. I thought that Roger, the the Barry uh, Pepper, Pepper tried and true. That's all. Other than that, I thought the baseball was pretty good. Uh, should we move on to unverified? Unverified. This one I just remember from like a a making of the movie that like HBO, like seven minute, like short before it. Um, Anthony Michael Hall plays Waddy Ford. Number 16 left-handed pitch in real life. Anthony Michael Hall's right-handed. He couldn't pitch left-handed. So what they did was they gave him the Jersey 61. They shot a mirrored image or they mirrored the image that they shot. So, oh. so he pitched left-handed, but he's really right-handed. They, they just switch. They, they just reverse. They, the they, they flip the numbers and then they reverse the film so that his number would be right. And then it was the right hand. It looks good, I guess. Kind of just going yeah, off. Yeah, because like, imagine like spending three months trying to like look like natural. Yeah, fuck that. I just don't think you could. Or your non-dominant. And, hand. and I think that's one of the biggest things with uh, Thomas Jane. Like, I think he does okay swinging for never played baseball. Just to throw that out quick, we kind of mentioned it before, but he had never played baseball before, and he kind of lied his whole way through the audition to Billy Crystal, saying like, "Yeah, I can play," but he had to have extensive training to get like into Mickey Mantle shape. But 
He probably thought it was kind of just a a period piece, less less baseball, more uh, story. I'm I, not I, sure. I can get away with it. Yeah, or, I think, right. or it's Billy well, Crystal. I think he just won. He's like, fuck it, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll reference another sports move movie. On, I'm huh? pretty sure that. Um, um, Ray Liotta did the same thing. Yeah. Playing shoeless Joe Jackson. It's like, I'll say whatever the fuck you want. I can learn to play baseball. But to that point, I think that Thomas Jane does pretty well, but because Mickey Mantle's a switch hitter, whatever is, I think he looks like he's swinging better left and his right-handed swing looks awful. He's ambidextral. <laughs> that, that would be hard to do. That'd be super hard to do. I don't think I could swing left-handed, which is my weak side and look natural. No. Like I, even if you gave me three weeks, I'd just be like, eh. Oh, uh, to go back to our fact from earlier, uh, the pitcher uh, that played uh, Hoyt Wilhelm was played by Tom Candiotti. Can- Candiotti? I'm not too sure. Just say it definitively. It's Candiotti. Yeah, Tom Candiotti? It doesn't even say his team. But I, just, I, just, I just know that. Yeah, it doesn't say, the te- it doesn't say his team. I mean, teams. knuckleball pitchers play for You like. float around, but. Yeah. Uh, Billy Crystal cast Barry Pepper for the movie after seeing Save It Private Ryan. Um, and it's just kind of uncanny how. I mean, the looks of him as Roger Maris is pretty dead on. So most of the details of the games were at, were just firsthand memories from Billy Crystal to the point where the crew gave him the nickname Rain Man because he remembered everything with pretty accurate ability. But that's also there are a few inaccuracies like some some of the portray- like granted it was for built uh, attention stuff, but like the portrayals of like. Um, Mrs. Ruth and then the commissioner of baseball, how they weren't quite as maniacal as it seemed, but they amplified their distaste and, and cheering against him for the movie. So there are some Which things makes that, sense. So there are some things like that. He kind of fudged, but the, um, the two writers in the movie are all oh, the, the two writers of the movie are based off of real writers, but not of the same name. So he took like, it's a little bit of types of like, it, it's this, a bit, it's a bit of an amalgam, but just like, right. Say so I'm saying it is a little bit over-exaggerated. Yeah. Like, all oh. yeah, yeah. So I think he based that off of a real guy. Uh, the famous sports writers, um, Richard Mauser's character, Milt Kahn, is based off the columnist Milt Gross, or Gross, sorry, Milt Gross. While, while Seymour Cassiel, Cassell's character, Sam Simon, is based off the New York Daily's Dick Young. I, I, I think it would have been nice as an adult when papers were, you know, king, when everybody would read the paper today, right. it'd be nice to have like a columnist you read. Like yeah, I, you would, you would, you would just have I, your I would enjoy guy. that now or to be a columnist. There's yeah. nobody I've ever in my life. And even now, do you read anybody? I follow people, their opinion, but it's all podcast. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no writing. I follow. like, no, I don't, I will read sports articles or opinion articles, but I always think about this when I read, when I go to, um, um, Rotten Tomatoes to see how a movie is. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a movie critic whose opinion I value. You trust. Like, oh, good. Um, so the, there's a lot of clerical like, oh, this was 1961, but that didn't happen until 1961 and a half. Right. So if that's your thing, obviously, you've never listened to our podcast. But thanks for starting for our most random movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so there's a fan. After Roger Maris hits his home run, there's a fan that comes out and shakes his hand that came out from the stadium. That was an actual person oh, yeah. who came out during the game. But the person who played that was actually just a consultant they had around, like a baseball historian specifically for that season and stuff. But he always said that he always, when he was a kid, he saw that and he was like, God, that guy's so lucky. I wish that could be me. So he got to replay that and live out no, his childhood. No, the dream. actor that shook his hand. Oh, right, yeah. In real life, he was just friends with the Maris family. Oh, nice. Like he, the reason he knew this much is because like he, he grew up, I don't know what he was. Maybe he was affiliated with the game or whatever. Huh. But he just like befriended Roger Maris in his later life. While I was looking at ages, Roger Maris only lived to 51. Yeah, he didn't live that long. I don't know how he died, 
This movie would say lung, lung cancer, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Jesus Christ, smoke some cigs. I can't actually. This movie is not traditionally a quotable movie like that people know, but there's so many quotes from this movie that I can think of. Off yeah, the top me too. Of there's 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 weird deliveries almost that like get remembered. Here's a unverified. Uh, in this movie, she says, "Babe, love that record. It was his favorite record." Not true. The babe often said his favorite all time re- home run record. That wasn't his favorite. Uh, his record was uh, the consecutive score World Series innings. Uh, apparently, was his favorite. Oh, I read that again. Read how many innings this is. Babe, Babe used to be a pitcher uh, when he played for Boston, like a really good pitcher. Yeah, that's why this people yeah. can just like switch switch roles. His favorite record yeah. was 29-2-3 consecutive scoreless World Series innings, which was later beat in 1961 by Whitey Ford. That means he was like they're shutting out people then, right? Yep. He had two World Series shutouts. But wait, 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 wait. I love Mickey. Mickey, Mickey who? who? You know who? Fellow with the something something swing. Oh, close enough. Uh, do you know the fact behind that? The first, the the, the Mickey who is actually Mickey Mantle, but the rest are um, Thomas Jane. Uh, this this is kind of fun. So good take, Mick. They they need an original old looking stadium, but the only one that was around that kind of still had the same look was the Detroit Tiger Stadium. So. Um, which has since been demolished. Yeah, well, that, that's actually, anymore. I think, part of the, why they had access to it, that they knew they were going to, like, tear it tear down. Because they actually had to paint all the seats. Because initially they put, like, green covers over the seats, but it was way too time costly. So then they ended up just spray painting all of the seats. But if you look, I guess, during some of the shots, you can see the cement got some green sprays here and there. So, But at, after that, they then re-sprayed all the paint off to get back to the original blue for the season. A uh, Part of the digital stuff we were kind of weren't liking. No stadium had the third tier uh, deck anymore so they had to digitally paste all of that on the tiger stadium so they only had two tiers of the old look and then there were a couple whoop. of scenes where you could tell that it's like that yeah, yeah the it crowd, almost won right away the crowd work and that it did you can tell but it's not horrible especially oh no it, it i've seen worse from way bigger productions yeah yeah, i agree like i think it's you well, know that's what i'm saying it almost still stands up but like it's clearly you know a little dated they did what they could at the time but it it doesn't distract me in view in watching it now this sounds shitty. Uh, according to the DVD commentary, you know the scene where Thomas Jane, Mickey Mantle's pissed off and he's like throwing the bat and like punching the water cooler. Uh, he broke a knuckle punching that water cooler because he hit it too hard. Oh fuck! Yeah. Really? That would fucking hurt. Ugh. Broke a knuckle. Broke a knuckle. That sucks. This gives you, which I think a good sports movie and especially a good baseball movie, it makes you feel like a kid for the for the game again. Which I think is partly because Billy Crystal is essentially reliving his childhood and telling his baseball memories, and that comes across crazily. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, it's a, just a good historical movie. You know, do you want some fun Whitey and some Mickey Mantle? Uh, some Real ju- life stories? Yeah, yeah. So the reason he keeps calling him Slick, that's actually an inside joke from the, the previous season. Uh, their other manager, uh, Casey Sten- Stengel, Stengel uh, he repeatedly had to reprimand uh, Mickey Mantle, Ford, and then another Billy Martin who was traded before the This movie is like some place. real life lore? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But apparently he, uh, their old manager kept reprimanding them for getting drunk and coming in hungover, and he kept calling them Whiskey Slick. So eventually Whitey and uh, Mickey Mantle just uh, cut it down to call each other, Hey, Slick. I love Whitey. Whitey who? <laughs> yeah. But- Whiskey Dick. <laughs> Whiskey Dick. I love Mickey. No, like I really love him. This one is obviously, it's based on a true story. Story, so there's probably way more facts in there that we're missing. Yeah, well, we're trying to go facts about the movie. Uh, but if you guys have facts, either movie related or baseball related, just write in on the movie poster. Let us know if we missed anything. Reach us, reach us. 
Recasting. We've already talked about this. Billy Crystal had obviously kind of picked these guys out in advance because they resembled the characters. He did an amazing job at casting. This one was hard. This was okay. maybe the hardest one for me. Again, I'm not this going isn't deep. who we prefer. This is just who we could see. Especially on this one. I think this is maybe yeah, perfect. Yeah, this, this is a great cast. Uh, let's start low tier. As though. low as you got. How for, low are you going? Uh, cl- can we just do a Claire Ruth? That's not super low, but like it's a good... I didn't do that, but I'm going to throw in Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Kathy Bates. Ooh, that's a good one. I think they nailed her. <laughs> um, I, oh, I know. On. The Barefoot Contesta. She's not an actor. She has a Food Network show. <laughs> He's pointing she at lives me right in the now. Hamptons. I'll get you a picture. She's always cooking for a husband that works in the city, and I'm pretty sure she didn't <laughs> Oh, I actually know this the one. The Barefoot yeah. Contesta. Yeah, I know She's it's... always getting shit from her garden. Her real name <laughs> is... Uh, I'm going to let you have this one. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to let you have it. Uh, let's go Pat Maris, older version. Uh, I did Jennifer That's Connelly, the mom. but it's yeah. the mom. I did Jennifer Connelly, but it's a throwaway. I don't know. She looks, I didn't, it's uncanny. She looks like Nancy Pelosi. Okay. She just looks like the speaker. Are you, of the are, house. you are you recasting a young Nancy Pelosi? Uh, well, I'm just recasting her now. Jordan. No, no. I'm talking about the older. Oh, gotcha. 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 Now that's where we're at. You're, the old Pat. Yeah, the old, old Pat. Oh, Mine was Jennifer Connelly for young Pat. Tears at the end, Pat. That's I don't Nancy have anyone Pelosi. for that. I, I'll do her young, and then you make her make up her a little bit older. You're going to love this, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Quinlan plays the wife in Apollo 13 to Tom Hanks. Oh, I, I actually kind we of start, I like that. We're starting with the old one, guys. That's what he's doing, I think. No, she's the same. Young, let her be what, what young, let older me, up. Let me see. He's saying makeup, do both. I, I I like that one, actually. Oh, do both? Yeah. That makes sense. I would do Rita Wilson, uh, Tom Hanks' wife. You would know her from That Thing You Do. Check our That Thing You Do episode. You do Who'd you have for the young young you one? Do. Young, I didn't I didn't know. I did Jennifer Connelly, but I hate it's what I, uh, That's bad. Yeah, those are all better than what I had. What'd you have? Kate, Kate Mara? Kate Mara? Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Maybe. So, this is a good one. Linda Cardellini. She's in uh, Freaks and Geeks. That's good. She's in some other things, but look what she looks oh, like. I actually like that one a lot. If you don't know it, don't no, worry. Actually, We're going to keep that actually, that actually Jordan wins again. That is the winner again. Yeah, that, that's actually a good one. Let's, move on. Let's move on. Let's move up. Um, do you want to do some of the writers? Yeah. Okay, so let's do. The writer with the white hair, the older one to start uh, with. We're gonna do. Oh wait, do you mean the one with the mustache? Uh, Sam Simmons, yeah, the one with the mustache, the, the one that was kind of against. He's kind of like Merit. in the middle. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he's, he's a little started, against. Yeah. He's like the third tier writer. He's your chip. That's why I said third yeah. tier writer. Funny enough, yeah. Okay, I didn't have anyone, so that's gonna take me a second. So who did you have? Edward Herman. Edward Herman. I'm gonna need. Uh... I'll give you a picture. Hold on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. He's dad from Richie Rich. He's a dad from Richie Rich. <laughs> if you're not a Richie Rich person. If you're Megan Klein and you actually listen to this episode, he's the the grandpa from Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. I think he's Dr. Mr. Warbucks and Annie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Christopher Plummer. Um, most re- he looks a little older than some of these pictures I'm showing, throwing up now. But you would, I think, know him most recently. Isn't he in Knives Out? He's most recently in oh, Knives yep, Out. Yep, yep. Historically, what's his most notable? He's I can see him working. Sound of Music. He's, yeah, he's, I don't know if that's his most. Christopher Plummer's in a bunch of shit. That'd you, be a good one. Kind of a, I could see him as a writer. I, I could see him working somewhere else. Almost the commissioner of baseball. I but I have the, other that people. Too. Yeah. I mean, John Slattery. Pick, pick, pick. And pick. the reason I pick him is because he's a little funny. He's a little bit of an asshole in this role, but he plays Roger Sterling. Oh, for okay. Mad Men. I like him a lot. 
Why does he fucking win again? That's a good good one. He just won again. I'm picking a show. Yeah, you're really just taking the cast of Mad Men. Damn, I should have looked at Mad Men. Guys, I was looking at other like '60s like set. Well, that one just popped up on me. Yeah, you guys aren't okay. gonna. You were looking at the fucking. Yeah, cast. but you guys are not gonna <laughs> like my. You're not gonna like my Weasley one. Artie, the the Weasley or Artie Art Green. I'll say mine first just because I know it's the worst. Sure, but I think Stephen Colbert would knock the shit out of that role. Hmm. You gotta at just the ti- yeah. at, the at the time, time especially because you wouldn't he wouldn't have had the the Colbert report like yeah, yeah. he would have been in between his first stint as the Daily he Show would have been like back. wordy and witty yeah, wordy but, witty and a little bit of a dick yeah. I would maybe put him up as one of the announcers actually I almost like him as a, I cast him where I cast him I feel like he would have been a good one go you on you could put him as filler Mel I would almost put him as Mel as like the um, Shooter McGavin yeah I actually kind of like him there. Okay. But I like having him in there. Okay. Uh, for my Artie, you didn't I put, win, but you, you hear got me, misplaced. Hear me yeah. out. I think I can top that. I put Ed Norton as the Artie. Oh, you, you got the voice. You got the we, a little bit of the Weasley look. So the only reason I don't... I put are, Paul Giamatti to try to trump that slightly. Hmm. That works, Ooh. too. I like that, too. Those are almost equal. I'd say the only of, reason I think that um, Edward Norton is a little bad, the Weasley's all good. Mm-hmm. But he's a little too leading man for that type of role. Tiny bit. I mean, whereas Paul Giamatti, he already did kind of the Cinderella Man thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Paul Giamatti's perfect. I yeah. imagine somebody else. I like that way better. Like Paul Giamatti's good, and what like would I be of? snarky as fuck. And you can't be imposing and good looking. Which... No, who do you have? Who do you have as your Mel now? <laughs> I think you did too. Who you, you won that for sure. I didn't feel good. Well, I liked mine, but I knew. Who do you have for Mel? Who do you I've have got the perfect the Mel, announcer. so I can save it. I don't love. Oh, mine, Mel's but, the announcer. Yeah. Mel's, no Mel, time for that. He's about to bitch right now. No, Scooter McGavin. Shooter. Shooter, Shooter McGavin, McGavin, sorry. Okay. Um, I, I don't love my... Mel is Shooter McGavin. I did Chris Parnell. Simply because it just popped in my head that he does a bunch of radio people and other things. Yeah. That could work, and he actually. Does, he just kind of has a voice, but you almost want that kind of old-timey voice, and that's totally what that guy has in spades. Okay, I know... I, has he done this, but uh, William H. Macy, did he do the announcer for anything? Mm, Maybe no, Seabiscuit? Nothing's Ooh, popping up. Ooh, that's right. So I'm just taking it from Seabiscuit. That works for me, though. That's and what I, I did. I took I did John C. McGinley, and I took Coxie? that from uh, Coxie. What's he do? What's he do it in? Forty two. Ah, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. sixty one. So 42. all I did was regurgitate. Me and too. All you did. So. Uh, yeah. So I kudos think to Cameron. Cameron may for... have to win this one. Woo-hoo. You just win on technicality. Don't love it, but on it, a tech. On a tech. I'm surprised you didn't say Hank Azaria. Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a great one. But he he, you, do, he, he does are, a baseball much, show. You guys want to move on to Bob? I got a Bob. My Bob is John C. Riley. Damn it! I mean, that's my Bob too. Oh, is it? Yeah, cool. Bob's uh, the 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 third roommate in the house. Just in case Fuck, you're following along, that's a good about. one. It's that's, almost a little too. It looks like it's too similar. Like he'd have to like. That's that's who I thought when I watched the movie. But I was also thinking, think of the baseball game you like. That's probably before love all of the game his, for the love of the game. That's 2003. Bob. Is that like before all of his goofiness? Or I think that? so, yeah. yeah. It's before we knew he was a it's, straight... It's before Chicago. It's, it's still before serious. we knew he was a comedian. Oh. What about Dave Coulier? Just off of the dome. Weird. I put Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, that works too. Ooh, Dan Aykroyd could also be an announcer, doesn't it? Has actually, he been an announcer? Ooh, ooh, he could actually totally be a good um, Mel. Who's Mel? Shooter, the announcer. Who's the, the writer that everybody likes? That's Milt. Have we done Milt yet? No. Let's okay. go on to Milt. Let's do Melt. Jeff Garland. Jeff Goldblum. 
Interesting. I was Another Jeff Cameron too, Jeff? Nope. I'm, I did Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman actually seems to me either the neutral writer or the dick writer. I thought I wanted him as John a writer. John Candy. Tell me, you, you, but like it. John hold, Candy ooh, would be great. John Candy's good. I, who would you say? I said Jeff Garland. I like that one actually as a like look. Jeff That's Garland a good would look. be great. Goldblum. I tried putting him somewhere else, but I didn't know where. I don't know why. It's because I love him, I guess. Hear me out though. Old, a little bit older Dustin Hoffman, just kind of talking a little, a little quieter. But, 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 but tell me, Raj, like when you're out there, what Cameron's you, selling his a little bit. Looks wise, I think Jeff Garland's actually pretty on. But it is like an attitude thing. I think he's maybe a little too hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like he's. You need a softer he, he's voice. He's got almost. warmth to him. Yeah, well, that's. Fuck. I feel like Jordan just won another one. Nah, I I don't care maybe. what you say. I saw Jeff Garland from the get go, so you can disagree. From the get go, no, you didn't. Don't say that. Yeah, that's the only one I felt good about. He said it to me on the way over. It's the only thing he's had in his mind. It's the only thing I liked. Fuck, he won again. No, I think Justin Hoffman wins. Uh, do you want right. to move on? Um, so can we do the commissioner of baseball? Sure. Just because I have him. Yeah. I didn't do one, so Chelsea Ross. You're gonna have to give me. He's a, <laughs> he's also from um, Richie Rich. I'm gonna just throw in Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I'm obviously going. Chelsea Ross looks is like uh, like a an off brand. I'm doing James Cornwell. You may know him from Babe, Babe Pig in the City. He's the old guy. He shows up in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. in American Horror Story. That makes sense. He's, he's in the Green Mile. He's in the Green Mile. <laughs> he plays the warden in the Green Mile. He plays the warden. I'll go for it, but I don't know him. I believe he plays the fine. warden in the remake of The Longest Yard. I do know that guy, but he's the he, he's a pitcher. He's one of the pitcher, a relief pitcher in uh, Major League. He's got a good, decent amount of... He's also of, in Hoosiers and Rudy. Yes, he is in both of those. Man, he's in a lot of sports movies. Yeah, I'm actually going to throw my Christopher Plummer back here because I think he'd actually do better here than where I put him before. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I fucked that one up, but Christopher Plummer here, I'm fine with. I'm gonna give that a wash to everybody. I don't like. Yeah. I don't really love anybody. So. Because you brought up Hoosiers, and I just think that Gene Hackman belongs somewhere, but he's too big for this. He could be the no. He could be the manager. Yeah. I think he could be the manager too. That's what I wanted. Let's go on to Ralph, the manager. Well, I guess uh, I'll go Gene Hackman. I had Gene Hackman, but it's just it's Hoosiers. It's replacements. I did J.K. Simmons. J.K. Well, Simmons works fine. I think there. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't he, been a major. Uh, uh, a he could also on. He could almost be one of the announcers too because he has the right kind of voice. If he actually was just kind of going for uh, it, he may anybody been, can do that. That voice. may have been Seabiscuit. He's in he's in a movie like that where he's I think a, it's he's William an H. I think William H Macy is the Seabiscuit. Fuck, one. all these guys could be like announcers. Anybody that talks like this could be one of those announcers. I can do it. They can do it. But what about a Jeff Bridges? I thought about putting him in there too, but I, it seemed too, too it seemed too big, so I didn't. It's tough, yeah. It's just you it know could, what? it would have worked for me because I was going to put it down, but I didn't. So I'm don't think it. about too big of a star. Just put okay. him in. Then Jeff Bridges would be a great manager. He's on your side. He lets the drinkers drink. I almost He'll put him actually you. as my milk, though. I was going to maybe put him it as the be reporter. A too, for sure. That's where I was going to put him, but it seemed too big. The essence of melt would Don't be... tell me, man. I've had his back all year. Yeah, yeah actually, Jeff Garland could have done that, too. Actually, I'm going to have him as my melt. I'm going to take back what I... Who would I have as my melt? You didn't have a good melt. I, Dustin, I think Dustin Hoffman's fine. I don't think for milt he is, though. I think he's actually a better... He beats uh, you out of milt. Who would you have as whitey? I didn't do whitey. I didn't do a whitey. I didn't do I have it. two options. Do you like either of these? Chris Pratt is just kind of too goofy. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, No. Chris Pratt, yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Jake Gyllenhaal's like leading man, not a whitey. I almost put him as Mi- so, Mickey Mantle, but I'm like, that's crazy. Think almost of this. Like a friendly like Dave Coulier in there. Oh, yeah, Dave. Why are we putting Dave Coulier in? Why you said it first. I there's a couple shit. like. You said Coulier. 
I did say Coolio, but I can't even oh, remember. You did? <laughs> I said it for something. Don't say Mo. I, I said, said Mo. Um, okay, so hear me out. In the light, in in the the essence of um, Michael Michael Anthony Hall, mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz. He was a kid oh, actor. Okay. Kind of got older, got a little more beefy. Actually, that's way better than mine. He's redheaded, but you Eric would Stoltz. know him from Memphis Bell. You would know him from first being cast in Back to the Future, shooting and then being recast by Michael J. You Fox. You know him from Anaconda. He's a guy that gets a coal in his neck. He's oh, kind of the the okay. When we before we get to the big two, I have to say the casting look likeness was so good on this one that it was super duper hard. So I had options for each one of these. Did you guys have options or just one? Can we start with um top like? I Mickey. had options. I only have one. Cool. Okay, let's start with Mickey Mantle. Who is your number one pick? I put something interesting. Daniel Craig. He wasn't that big of an actor yet. He kind of has he the look. Wasn't then. He would have been a young, like younger, but still, I think that's actually pretty good. But I kind of like my second can one. I of, see a young like Daniel Craig on your phone right now. I I can try. Yeah, try. Uh, I mean, I'm even trying to think what that would be. Ooh, this is too. Oh, uh, actually, kind of. Yeah, it, he's in um, the. He's in. Um, it's the Road to Perdition. He's in Road to Perdition. That's the first thing I really yeah, remember. Road to Perdition. That's that's what I recall him from. That's a little too thin, but if you yeah, actually, I, that's a pretty good one. What'd you guys have? Your number I want one, Ed Harris, a younger Ed Harris, like the right stuff. You know what's weird? I had Ed Harris in my head, but I just didn't find the right role for him. It's perfect, huh? Jordan, I had Thomas Hayden Church, Lowell from Wings. Oh, that's He's a good, that's a, that's a good one. Texas, so. That's the accents I, built in a little bit. That's 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 actually a pretty good one. My number two, Chris Pine. Too good looking, maybe not quite. Way uh, too good looking. Yeah, I can almost see your. No, you Pratt want Mark. something. You want somebody kind of like quick. Well, that is good looking. Too. Well, he he's charismatic though. He can kind of do the quick. Like he kind of has that likable personality though. You know what I mean? So I was kind of basing a lot off well, of that. A little off looks. If we're going, it's fine. That's not bad. I don't like. I, like it. It. I, don't, feels, I don't like it as much as it the feels other one. I like my Daniel remake. Craig better. So, I did this one. It's kind of based off of like a different version of Hung Californication. I want David Duchovny. Looks wise, way off, but oh, attitude wise. If we're doing looks attitude wise, attitude wise for sure. If we're doing looks wise, I tried to do Aaron a little bit of both. E- Aaron Eckhart. Thank you for smoking. Played Harvey Dent slash to the Joker. Yeah, a little. That, that's better. Better. That's, that's better for it's sure. Not quite. But I, my my official is Thomas Hayden Church. What's your number Lowell two? That, that's a good one. What's your number two, Mark? It's a toss up between someone super obvious who's just done all these seven. Don't worry, of I have a three, so you can throw up. Uh... Uh, I did. He'd have to like change his hair color, maybe. But Dennis Quaid. Oh yeah, yeah, that could work. For no, sure. that's fine. That's totally fine with me. And this seems like the caliber of movie that. He could probably. Be he could do. I mean, no, that's like, actually that's pretty fucking good. That'd be a fine number one for me. Do you want to hear my three? Because I hate it. Imagine him a little muscled down. Channing Tatum, looks wise in the face a bit. Hate that. That's I know. Just, that's why it's my three. It's just bad. You could do Gosling before you did Tatum. You Wait till you get to my three of Roger Maris, <laughs> motherfucker. No, I did, like I did Costner, but that's just so silly because he's just in. Already, I was gonna he's put, ten. He's in ten entered, fucking it entered my baseball head. movies. I almost put Costner in like it's a perfect Costner role. That's what sucks. Great. I almost put great. Costner in like three roles, but each time I was like, I can't put him in a baseball. I movie. thought about I thought about a lot. In fact, this will spoil for whenever we do Armageddon. <laughs> but Bruce Willis and Costner are the same fucking person. <laughs> yeah, Willis could have been here too. Willis could have been here. Do you have a three for your Mickey Mantle before we go to Roger Maris? Roger Maris. What's your number one, Mark? Woody Harrelson. For Roger Maris? Yeah. I almost see him as a Mickey Mantle. No, Roger Maris. Huh. 
Looks wise, it's it's way closer. I put Ryan Gosling as my number one. Looks wise, hate the voice for Maris. Yeah, he, he's way too charismatic. Yeah. He's he's too likable. Who Gosling? Yeah, yeah, but he's Gosling is a pretty like. He's also very quiet though, and just kind of oh, I don't know. Just, Harrelson could just be kind of that weird guy, family man. Like I don't like either of ours to be honest. Mark, I mean Jordan, what's your number one? Can I give one? you a Ray Liotta? I don't know. Can I, okay, can I give you a? I, a Kevin Bacon? You're going to hate my other one. I was going to try Zach Efron in a serious role. Too pretty. What is he doing? You're making him way too pretty. Like, Chris Evans is my other one. Too pretty. I feel like you flip-flopped. Chris Evans would have been good for Mantle. Maris and Mantle. Yeah. yeah like, that's, all Chris those, Evans all might have been really have been good for Mickey Mantle. Man. Yeah. That like could have been Efron, fine. good Mantle. Uh, Looks-wise, though, they're just so off. I was trying to get a little bit of face. All your looks are off, anyways. Not the mantles. The mantles are pretty good. Dan, like, look up a real picture of like Mickey Mantle. Mm, those are those are, those are kind of close. Neither you know, Okay, so if you take out looks, Kevin Bacon, that's good. I didn't have him. Yours was good. I only thought of one person, and I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna be like, "You're fucking wrong," and I'll be like, "Yeah, I get you it." Left it for the end. It's gonna be the best one. Scott Bakula. I know he doesn't look anything like him, but if you take the essence of what Roger Mayer is. Is show me the picture you want me to see. I can't find a find picture of Scott Bakula. <laughs> yes, you, what, you, what do you no, mean? no, of like the, what you're trying to portray. He's mostly wanting you to have a, the knowledge of like seven seasons of Quantum Leap to get why he's doing I've this. Seen Quantum Leap. I get, I get what he's going for. Okay, so I'll I just pick, want to see the visual right now. All right, so Scott Bakula. If I was gonna pick one, it'd be this episode of Quantum Leap when he plays baseball. Just to at least put him in a baseball uniform. It's like episode. That helps ep- a lot. That is like episode two. Um, but he doesn't look anything. It's not better, but Scott Bakula is the essence of wholesome. I got some for you after this segment. It's ecstasy. <laughs> it's ex- um, so, again, this was a great casting on Billy Crystal. Uh, this one was hard for us. They were kind of shitty. If you guys have some, something better, write into our posters. Favorite quotes. A big deal only counts as one. <laughs> What's that part? What's that part? <laughs> it's from the. It's like Yogi Bear, like at the. Uh, oh, at the beginning. <laughs> at the very beginning. I got a Yogi Bear for you then. Uh, hey, hey, remember, 90% of the game is half mental. Apparently, Yogi Bear had a bunch of crazy. Uh, Yogi Bear isms. Yeah, essentially, that he had a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, look at this, Miss Ambidextro. We've said this one before, but uh, this is a Mickey quote. I like woman with small hands. Makes my dick look bigger. What? She's like, didn't I hear you were a switch hitter? <laughs> no. <then> it's, <laughs> it's that. And then he we laughs learn, weird. Then we learn about Joe DiMaggio. We, we, we need a real drink. You know what? There's a bunch of fat. Yeah, yeah, what do you guys have for the fat tough. fuck quotes? Because I have a couple. Number one, this is a Mickey quote. You go into the clubhouse, he's there. You go to home plate, he's there. You're in the outfield, he's there. The fat that fuck, he's everywhere. everywhere. Then he also just has a couple, you go get that fat fucks to Roger <laughs> after he's already out. I love that he just keeps calling him a fat fuck. It is funny. It is. Uh, the special legs monologue or dialogue, that's that's fun. You like them? No, tastes like shit, but no, I'm in a little shit. bit of slump. <laughs> he's, he's like looking like, oh, uh, don't try him, don't try him. Oh, a little animosity in that one where Bob's eating him off on the couch. Eat him with a spoon. Mm, I don't like that, Bob. You know, Bachelor Life, though, you don't always have the right utensil around. I've definitely used a spoon when I just didn't want to wash a fork. That's true, but they probably Flipping have a his house. toenails. He's yeah. just kind of a gross fuck. He's a gross guy. Yeah. Uh, here's my favorite commentator uh, dialogue in the whole movie. 
Hey, can I wish a happy birthday to... Nope, here comes the pitch. Oh, I love that part. My favorite one's when he's describing is like, and I went out to this Italian restaurant, and I had this piece of lasagna. It must have had like seven layers. Not, right right, 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 not right now, Not Greg. right now. He's coming up to the plate. That's my favorite one. It's, oh. it's, 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 it's the layered lasagna. He's like, it must have had like seven layers on that thing. Here's one of my favorite weird delivery lines. It's from Roger Maris. He's like, folks, leave me alone. This is my home. Yeah, that, that's like a our family what classic. Is that? Our family. It's, it's like it's he right just comes cal- off of the taxi, oh, and they have all the press on his on his um, lawn. Uh, right. He's like, gonna- "Where'd you get my number?" And then he turns back to him. He's like, "Cameron, folks, leave me alone. This is my home." <laughs> uh, folks, leave me alone. Maybe this is in the ballpark. Maybe Scott Jones could play him. Uh, here's just like a fun, playful one between Mick and Roger. Uh, this is Mickey. Are we Mick feuding? And who? Mick and Raj, Roger Maris. Are we feuding? Right. I guess so. It's on TV. Well, fuck you then. Up <laughs> yours. My favorite Thomas Jane, uh, Mickey Mantle one is like when when they're actually in a fight where Roger Maris is like, take care of yourself, Mick. You know, you could be better. And he's like, fuck you. I'm a, you know, my dad died. You know, I'm going to live the way I want. It's not my problem. Oh, the, it's not my problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one just came out of nowhere. An Library. Uh, uh, the it's same, not my problem. In the same scene, that's another Jones family quote that gets thrown out a lot of the house. The leave me alone in the it's not my problem. <laughs> it's not my problem. I'll tell that to Cameron like, you know. All the time. Here's a fun one, though, that's in the same scene when he's like, you're Mickey Mantle, for Christ's sake. What's that supposed to what mean? What the fuck what is that, fuck supposed, that supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah, we're acting in that movie. We're, we're acting in that scene. Mm, that's a good one. Mark, what else you got over there? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. We got That's the MVP, most vacant personality. <laughs> Pretty good. Most valuable player later in the scene. <laughs> and I'm doing the, the annoying guys. I go, I don't Pay know. Trip. Uh, here's a, the last Jones family quote that gets said all the time. It's the uh, Pat Maris quote when the threat comes in and she turns when she's on the phone. Roger. Roger. <laughs> That's the last one I have. Ever. You just say Roger. The way she says it stands out. An X? An X? What do you think I am, a fucking moron? That's, of course, when the guy's getting his baseball signed and yeah. he, Roger Mayer signs why'd he? Why'd he go Will off Will it be so Roger? Yeah. Uh, how about that? That's maybe my favorite oh, Mel yeah. one. You get different ones, Give too. Like more. Even when it's sad, then like when he misses, like, well, how about that? You get different ver- versions of the how about that. You also get, holy cow, there it is, number 61. Holy cow. Uh, if you guys have any other favorite quotes, again, write in movie posters. You know what to do. And we're moving on to Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, holy cow, wow. Mount Rushmore, top four. And we're back to Mount Rushmore, top four. Uh, this week we're going to do, are we doing a collective one? We're doing our favorite musical motifs. We might've okay. done this before separately, but we're doing a collective oh, one. Oh, I had now. a different list. Like scores. Your favorite, I'll add on to yours, but I got my your own Star list. Star Wars, your John Williams. Okay. Uh, I'm doing my number four. Uh, it's from Huck Finn, the Disney movie with Elijah Wood, but it's not the main motif. There's sp- Yep, it's not that one. I'm thinking of a specific moment, and it's when his dad's... You know that. It's when his dad's drowning in the boat, and there's a specific violin motif that I learned on my violin, like, right when I got it. There's, like, four motifs I learned, and those are the ones on my list. Well, what does it sound like? We'll have to cut that short. That's one of my favorite quotes from that movie, Huck Finn, starring Elijah Woods, that version, like, the 1994 um, his dad, I think, is the guy that ends up playing Hellboy in the the one like in the nineties. On can't think it. He comes back after Huck trashes the place and goes, 
What'd you do to my house? <laughs> I love that quote. Uh, what's your number four, Mark? It's uh, the Harry Potter theme. I have that somewhere. Is which one? I just the, the main the head, one from head, the first one. Hedwig's theme? Okay. Hedwig's theme. Genius. I like it when it's just like the chimes. The chimes. Oh, man. Ooh. Same Ooh. song, different parts Shivers. of it. That's the one I specifically like. Shivermintimbas. Is it chimes, whatever they use? I don't well, know. Well, funny enough, you're doing a separate list, Jordan? Yeah, I'm not in on this list. Well, funny enough, then Hedwig's... Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Funny enough, Hedwig's theme is actually my number three. So just to actually just skip mine quick, that's my number three. So what's okay. yours? Um, remember the Titans, the, the, the theme... That's a good one. We're talking Gettysburg. We're in Gettysburg. Gettysburg for sure. It's also That's- when they're starting to win and it's getting intense. I think they use it again. It's kind of it's it's their clinch moment theme. You guys know it. It's that heavy violin one. That's a good one. Uh, my number two. I kept it. John Williams. It's also Harry Potter, but it's Fox's song. It's from the second Harry Potter movie, and that's actually maybe my favorite. He does rep that a lot. I'm gonna get like that. He has that's like that legit. since like that's it one even of his came favorite. out. Yeah, that's yeah, one of my favorite that. scores. That's maybe my favorite Harry Potter score from John Williams. Not the Hedwig's theme, but that's why it's my number two. Not I don't know. Yeah, it would have to be because it's... yeah, I like it, man. <laughs> you guys can battle me on that, but uh... I'm not good where no one's battling. No, I'm talking to the people. The people can battle me on that, but you can't win. Come at them. That's my Come opinion. He's like, fight me, fight me. What was your number two? Homeward Bound. That's interesting. If you would not have played it so often all the time when we drink, I wouldn't know it so well. I will say that. Mark did just play it for me. I think it's way more versatile than the movie. You're hearing Homeward Bound. You're thinking Cool Runnings. No, it's not just a Disney movie. It's not Mighty Ducks. It's so much more than that. He's back, Shadow. It's inspirational adventure. But the score could be... Any Western, any Frontier movie, any Wilderness movie. Oh, you could have okay. played it Into yeah, the Wild. Right. I it's, guess it's, you're right. No, I'm saying it's so much more than a kid's movie score. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. It like It's like much you're more elevated. You it. played it. No, that's it's a why, good thing. It's an, that's why I'm saying it's an uplifting adventure. If you don't listen to it, you're just going to think Homeward Bound, the kid's movie. It's it's much more than that. Cameron Jones, you're number one. Don't you, you really know, like I, Inception where they're like, bah, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Yeah. Just ominous tones. There's good. Right. No, no, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but I'm just thinking of the collapse of that. My one. number one, and I might just be riding the wave, but I've been a big fan of the 61 score. The whole, the holy cow, the 61 hit the do do. It's been one of my favorite scores for two. This for a while. isn't out of thin air. He like, no, also he's repped this one for, Cameron, for years now. I'd say it's out of just, even everybody in our family, he's repped like his appreciation for the craftsmanship of 61 more than the rest of our family. I don't mostly the score. I just really like the score. Well, yeah, but you've also put it on your baseball movie list, which is it's a good baseball movie. It's a good baseball movie. I, again, I might be writing the high on the score. We could probably put this like maybe down on three or something, but it's definitely in my top four here from Mount Rushmore. So, I mean, it's on there. What's your number one? October sky. That makes sense. You've been repping that one. Mark represents. We should do that. Maybe we'll just do it in October. Oh no. Damn. It's Halloween month. Yeah. It's just a heart wrenching. Like, uh, yeah. It's a, yeah, it cuts at you. It cuts. It's, because of Mark, I also that was one of the songs I learned on violin also quickly, that motif. I Again, also to say, I cannot play violin. I'm not good. I'm trying to learn those songs, but they're bad. I don't have a favorite score. I will say an underrated score of a movie that I like that I know some people think is historically inaccurate and garbage, but it's the Patriots score. score. You it is it, a John Williams score. You played it for us a second ago. It's a good... It, <laughs> don't, don't do the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, there's... I mean, there's a lot of piccolo. I think there's probably... Yeah, the Patriot. There's you know, so many John Williams scores where the theme song, like, 
Superman, Star Wars. Well, Jurassic I was about Park. to move on. Our honorable mentions, of course, like any of the famous motifs, you're going to have John Williams. So you do have Jurassic Park, Superman. Uh, there's one big one we're missing too, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. And Star Wars. Star Wars. Jaws, sorry, that's what I'm Park. missing. Jurassic Park. Pretty much anything. I know it's not Pirates, but that's a good one too. Ooh, Pirates of the is Caribbean's a good one. A good one. Uh, Dra- Lord of the Rings uh, had a good one that wasn't John Williams. So do you know what movies like Phil Collins? Oh, Phil Collins and Tarzan. That's kind of cheating. That's a different that's animal. Not a, that's like a yeah, sound. You're right. We got to keep it or, or, orchestral. The big, the big three that we we're probably missing something from Hans Zimmer and probably Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman does a lot of stuff. The Batman soundtrack. You would ha. know. Sam Mendes did Road to Perdition. I didn't know that. Um, Spectre, Skyfall. American Beauty, recently, What's 1917. Makes the... sense. Daniel Craig connection. Uh, Jordan, what's the, that's the me and Mark, uh, our favorite motif list. But Jordan, what are you doing this week? Oh, okay. So this is based off of... I'm, I'm tailoring it, but it's a little bit cheating. I'm going to say direct actors who make a passion project, but don't go on to become completely well-known directors, right? So there's a lot of actors turned directors like John Favreau, Clint Eastwood, Ron Howard, Ron Reiner... Orson Welles, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Ben Stiller, Sylvester Stallone, Penny Tom Marshall. Hanks. Oh, no, see, that's going to be on my list. So those guys that I listed, there's a, there's a plethora of them who were actors and then went on to really good, respected, longevity. Directing careers. Directing careers, where they did a lot of movies. So there are some on this list that have directed more than one movie, right? But they're not all hits. I'm going to say Passion Project, First Direct. Director acted movies, okay? Okay. Number four, Billy Crystal. I'm going to put 61 in here. I do like it. He's a one and dunner, okay? Mm. It makes sense. Um, I'd put it higher. My number, well, it's a tough list. So even though some let people don't go, respect go, this movie, go. I'm going to do um, number three. I'm going to do Mel Gibson's Braveheart. That one, Mel Gibson's Braveheart. That one feels He went on to direct other movies, that, Passion of the Christ. People really love it. That feels whatever. like cheating just because he has done other things. I know, but I don't respect him as a director in the same way because That's he's fair. anti-Semitic. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Although I do Jeez. really although I really do like Hacksaw Ridge. I think it's a good movie. Okay. That is a hard one. I do <laughs> you know, that is a hard one. I, I still want to like I like Mel Gibson movies and I want to like okay. him, but he <laughs> I like Mel Gibson, and I want to like his movies, but he does hate our people, and that's hard to come. Yeah, but Hacksaw Ridge is still pretty good. But anyway, Braveheart <laughs> seems like his passion of love. Um, you're going to see another similar thing, Dances with uh, the Wolf, Kevin quick, Costner. quick touch on Braveheart. I was going to maybe do a list of the most inaccurate uh, historical movies, and Braveheart is the number one on everyone's list. Still a good fucking movie. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. Freedom! Exactly. So this is a personal favorite of mine. Not a lot of people like it, and I've heard it's aged poorly. Dances with Wolf, Kevin Costner. Kevin. My number two. Kevin Costner, Dance with Wolves. I know he did The Postman. I know he did Waterworld. Get off my back. This is my list. Number one, this is... (laughs) But you would consider those two movies, of those directors I just said, their passion project. Gotta make this movie. I'd say his number one passion project was stopping the BP oil spill. (laughs) Well, that was a labor of love. And then number one, I'm going to put That Thing You Do, Tom Hanks. Oh, that's a great one. He's a one and dunner. Now, they say they call him the director for documentaries, like he's made a bunch of space ones. Space ones, ones yeah. But I'm not counting They've been pretty good, actually. I checked out. Uh, it was so anyway, time. that's my list. I know Mel Gibson and Kevin Costner have directed some flops and other movies. And actually, Mel Gibson's directed almost nothing but successes, except Apocalypto. Mm. Maybe it's a bad I list. I wouldn't call it a... Hit, but it did fine. I, I I've seen what what's Angelina Jolie's movie? It's okay. Uh, the Unforgiven, Unbroken, Unbroken. Yeah, I should probably put her on here. 
Um, I didn't know what to do with Ben Affleck because he's directed like three movies, but thought about putting Hannah on the list, and I didn't. Anyway, so I, it's it's my list. <laughs> it's it's been <laughs> out. Billy Crystal, sixty-one, Braveheart, Mel Gibson, Dance with Wolf, Kevin Costner, and then that thing you do, Tom Hanks. So two of them actually make the criteria. Thanks for checking out our take on sixty-one. Uh, as always, if you have any movie requests, but if now- you don't like my list, it's not my problem. <laughs> Thanks for checking out our take on 61. What the fuck is that supposed to be? Jesus Christ, come on. Let us get out. Let us end it. Thanks for listening to our take on 61. Uh, Again, if you have any movie requests, you can write us in at cultclassicspodcasts at gmail.com or as always, just our social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Again, though, apart from uh, movie requests, if you have any character actors for our Holy Trinity, we'd love to hear that. Love it. Uh, Again, please rate, review, and share. Check it next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Holy cow, wow!